With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Morning. We're joined now by John Teller, the executive director of the Midco Symphony Orchestra. He's brought Kate Gray with him. She's in the. Uh, she's one of the chair people for the uh, for the orchestra. She's also. You, she does a bunch of different things, apparently. They're too long to list from what we've heard this morning. So, good morning, both of you. How are you? Good morning. Thank you very much for inviting us here. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in this early, John. It's, uh, I appreciate it. For more information on the Midco Symphony Orchestra, go to midcosymphony.org. You can also like them on Facebook. What's, what's the history of the Midco Symphony Orchestra? I've been hearing your ads for a long time. How and where did it get started? Well, the orchestra started about 1990 uh, down in the Brunswick area. And it was uh, early on, it was a, uh, what's known as a chamber group. Basically, that's a small group of string players, violins and violas. And um, it grew, they, they would play, uh, I guess, in someone's uh, home on Friday nights or something like that. And it steadily grew over the years to uh, a fairly good size um, chamber orchestra. And in the late 90s, uh, other instruments uh, were added to it. For example, uh, horns and oboes and flutes. And then at about that time, we uh, got a new conductor, Rowan Smith. And uh, the orchestra suddenly changed from a chamber orchestra to what's known as a symphony orchestra, which includes all the instruments, not only strings, but all the wind instruments, trombones, trumpets, and the percussion instruments. And uh, so that happened about 1998, I guess, and it's grown ever since. We're now an orchestra of about 75 members, and we play uh, both in the Brunswick area at the uh, Orion Performing Arts Center, and thankfully up here in Lewiston at the wonderful Franco Center. I was just about to ask, when and, and why did you make uh, the Franco Center your second home? Well, when the orchestra started to get bigger and uh, with our new conductor and get more prominent. Uh, I started looking around for another place for us to play besides uh, locally in Brunswick. And uh, we didn't want to go any closer to Portland because the Portland Symphony uh, is a wonderful orchestra down that way. And we didn't want to go any further north along the coast because our members are mostly from this mid-coast and mid-main area here. So I started looking up this way and I thought of Bates College. And um, they were very gracious up there, but the problem was they didn't really have the facility. The, uh, the uh, auditorium is uh, booked so solid that we really couldn't get it for the dates we needed. But ironically, while I was up there, they said, you know, they're doing some building down at the old St. Mary's Church. I think they're going to make it into a concert hall or a performance center. And I jumped in my car and went down there and uh, met Rita with uh, blueprints in her hands of all the things they were going to do. And I said, by golly, if you're going to do half of that stuff, we'd love to play here. So that's how we got started up here, and it's been a wonderful uh, association ever since. 
Well, and you, you've you've stuck on through the Mitch Thomas era, too, so kudos to you on that. That's good. Sorry, I had to take a shot at Mitch there. It was fun. We'll have more coming up. John Teller is the executive director of the Midco Symphony Orchestra. Go to midcosymphony.org for more information. I'll have more with John coming up here on the Z. The Breakfast Club. This update is brought to you by the... It's Breakfast Club with Maddie B. You never know what you're going to talk about off the air, which is always fun. You never know what people are going to talk about. It's good. Kate Gray is in, as is John Teller from the Midcoast Symphony Orchestra. Go to midcoastsymphony.org for more information. They've got an October 24th concert coming up at the Franco Center. We're going to talk about that now. You can also like them on Facebook. Look for Midcoast Symphony Orchestra there. Um, can you talk about the orchestra's experiences at the Franco Center and, and what makes the Franco Center unique? You actually told a great story about the acoustics of the Franco Center and, and someone who compared it to uh, compared it to a pretty famous area. So we can talk about that. Yeah, I was just mentioning that uh, when we first came looking here for a place to play and Franco was under, under renovation at that time, uh, I invited our conductor, Rohan Smith, to come up and to view... Uh, what we were getting into here with this, uh, there was scaffolding all over, so it wasn't really uh, uh, ready to go, but it had great potential, and we could see that. And our conductor came in uh, to that beautiful building and clapped his hands, and to hear the the echo and the acoustics, and he said, "Oh, this is just like playing in a cathedral in Vienna, where he has played in the past." And he said, "We'd be wonderful to play a Haydn symphony here in this hall." And believe it or not, we're playing a Haydn Symphony on this coming Saturday. So it all comes back to roost, I guess. What type of what type is that? A different type of symphony, the the Haydn Symphony. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for someone like me, for example, who's totally illiterate to this sort of thing, it sounds to me like you guys would be like in another room, like actually hiding as a symphony. So I assume <laughs> this is something else, and it's named after somebody no, famous. It's yes, it's his name. Uh, it's the name of, of the composer, uh, who. I guess he's considered more or less the father of the symphony, meaning, meaning up to that point in music, the, the, uh, the symf- they were symphonies, but they were a little shorter and with fewer instruments. And uh, Haydn, uh, when he was composing, uh, took it to a larger, uh, especially later in his life, and he wrote 104 symphonies. Um, he took it to a, a larger orchestra, and a little more elaborate in the way he composed the music, and it just—it uh, was just a perfect uh, size orchestra and kind of music, I guess, without going into any more detail. That would would sound well in a cathedral uh, with you know 75-foot ceilings and so forth and so on. So, uh, Rowan had played in Vienna for many years um, with the Haydn Orchestra, and uh, he just immediately saw the connection. <laughs> so, but we have had a wonderful time at uh, at the Franco Center. They have been so great to us. We, when we first started there, uh, we made a suggestion that we would get started this uh, affiliation together by making the first concert each year a gala. So for many for ten years, we did a gala performance uh, that would raise money for the Franco Center, and to show you how wonderful they were, the first year we did that, they took a lot of the money that we did raise and turned it right back into us by buying uh, orchestra chairs and music stands, which they didn't have in the early days. So it was a wonderful uh, gift back to, not necessarily to us, it's their equipment, but for our use and, of course, for any other orchestras that play there. And um, after that, uh, we had a very, very large uh, uh, 
a piece that could call for a very large orchestra. And uh, I realized that we wouldn't really fit on the stage as it was. So I, with <clears throat> hat in hand, I went to them and said, is there any chance of enlarging the stage? And rather than saying, no, we can't do that, they said, how can we work together to do this? Which is their wonderful attitude. Just how can we make this happen? Which has always been the way they've treated us. And so anyway, we enlarged the stage and uh, uh, those kinds of things have been going on. It's been a wonderful affiliation with the Franco Center. And it's a real asset to this area. John Teller is in. He's the executive director of the Midco Symphony Orchestra. He brought Kate Gray along with him as well. She's handling a lot of the publicity and first violin. First violin, what was it again? Section? First violin section? Yeah, yes. Okay, good. I didn't want to, like, <laughs> grab the wrong word there. We'll have more coming up. Big concert coming up October 24th. For more information, go to midcoastsymphony.org or check out the Franco Center's website as well. We'll have more with John coming up here on The Z. The Breakfast Club! Oxford Networks, bringing you a world of 42 degrees, 654, finishing up with John Teller and Kate Gray from the Midcoast Symphony Orchestra. Go to midcoastsymphony.org for more information to get tickets or like them on Facebook, Midcoast Symphony Orchestra. You can also get tickets at the Coliseum, uh, excuse me, at the Franco Center's website as well. They got a big concert coming up on October 24th, and that's what they are in talking about today. Can you tell us about the music for the, uh, uh, for the October 24th concert one more time for folks that might have missed it earlier? I didn't hear you. No, no problem. Yeah. That door's squeaky, yes. Can you tell us about the music for the October 24th concert at the Franco Center, for those that might have missed it earlier? Yes, we're starting off with uh, an overture, which is uh, uh, traditional to start off a concert with an overture. An overture is a beginning piece from a larger piece. In this case, it's the uh, overture to the Magic Flute, uh, which was an opera written by Mozart. And it's a very lively piece, and it's a wonderful piece to start off the program. And then we're going to play, uh, as we mentioned before, the Haydn 104, uh, which is a full uh, four-part uh, four symphony, a wonderful symphony uh, that everybody loves. It's a, his last in his life, so um, it's very, very uh, progressive. It went from his early stages, which was uh, like chamber music, and he up to the full symphony, and this is his latest one, so it's really... Uh, a very, very exciting symphony. And then we'll have a break, and then after the intermission, we're going to do a symphony by Tchaikovsky, which is much later in the uh, romantic period of music, uh, known for its uh, wonderful lyricism and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good description, but it winds up it winds up lifting you right out of your seat. It's really a wonderful piece of music, quite difficult. Uh, Tchaikovsky wrote six symphonies, and this is the fourth symphony. Uh, we have previously done, I think, all of his symphonies, so this is the first time we've done the fourth, and that'll sort of make the, the cycle complete. It will. I, lo I love Tchaikovsky, and I think the orchestra will, too. See, it's not even a trilogy anymore. It's even gone beyond that, because you're on the fourth one now. <laughs> I guess it's a saga at this point, which is nice. And people can get tickets at midcoastsymphony.org or also at the Franco Center's website, correct? That's right. All right. John Teller is the executive director of the Midco Symphony Orchestra. He brought along Kate Gray with him today for emotional support. She decided she didn't want to speak, but she did observe, which was very good. Again, midcoastsymphony.org or look for the Franco Center's website to get tickets. Again, October 24th at the Franco Center. You guys also do another one the next day, right? In, 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 yes, we Sunday just afternoon. In case, just in case someone can't slide in, they can go down to uh, Bath, correct? To uh, uh, Topsom. Topsom, okay. 
It's all the same. It's the same town, right? I mean, Thompson <laughs> Bath. It's all the same thing. When you get out of L.A., that's what it does. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's a Breakfast Club on Z1055. The Breakfast Club! This Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.